Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here. I've got Tom and Ed with me. What is going on, fellas? Uh, what's up, players? What a week. What a week. What's up, guys? A lot of new music out. It was an exciting week for music. Sure it was. It was a week. And, yeah, I don't know how exciting, we'll, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that shortly. Um, a lot to talk about this week, but can we pull up some current current event stuff first, Ed? Sure, go ahead. Get me riled up first thing. Everybody likes that. Well, because Tom's son, Little Maverick, is uh, is learning. He's a young child, ready to explore the world. I know there's been a couple of changes that have gone on academically, Ed. I saw on your Twitter. Uh, first and foremost, uh, p- uh, possessive nouns, plural nouns, are now, uh, what is it? You, you put the apostrophe after the S and add another S to it? Yes. Now, first of all, this hurts my soul because my previous job was that of an editor back when they had these things called newspapers. It was like this dirty paper, y'all, that had ink all over it and you could read. And a lot of times it would get dust all on your hands. But as part of that process, there were dudes called editors. And in the editor thing, there were certain rules you had. And one of the rules were, you weirdos, that when you had a name that ended with an S, you just put an apostrophe. And put an apostrophe and an S. It kind of throw me off and it's freaking me out. Wow. I got to teach my son about this? Damn. He's screwed. <laughs> and then uh, the other academic thing here, Tom, uh, you might want to let your wife know too. They've changed the uh, melody... For the ABC. Right, Ed? What? Oh, my goodness. They have. It's like, and Tom, you remember this. When we were in school, the ABC song, when it gets to LMNOP, they have now changed it. So LMNOP doesn't sound like some ratchet woman's name. That instead, <laughs> it sounds like, how was it, Kyle? It was like LMN, and then it stops. And yep. it's OPQR, something like that. It's very, very weird. It's very off-putting. I can't even say at, it because it throws off my senses. And then at <laughs> the very end, X, Y, and Z, they like stall on every letter for like five seconds just to make sure that it catches up to the beat. It's so weird. Why must we change things that aren't broken? I don't know what's going on, guys. Who's making these <laughs> changes? That's what I'm asking. I feel like people, there's just a section of the community, the internet, the world that's like, I'm going to change it so I can say I changed it, even though it was never broke. Because why is something that has never been changed in the 3,000 years this planet has been floating, all of a sudden got to be changed in 2019? Mm. Crazy. Fun times. Well, uh, Tom, I want to start off by giving a shout out to our reader, Tanya Bryant. Uh, you know, and Tom, we, we're actually giving away, away uh, concert tickets now as part of our giving back to the R&B community. So we've uh, awarded a couple of readers with some tickets to BJ the Chicago Kid, Lloyd, and most recently Fantasia. Tanya won some tickets to Fantasia. So hope you enjoyed that show. But Tom, uh, speaking of Fantasia, she posted something very interesting on her Instagram today. And the caption wrote, I had a good old time on tour. This is probably my last. Tom? <laughs> uh, what does she need? Um, headlines? Because the album didn't do as well. I heard it, it hit. Uh, and this is not a diss, but like I, we've seen this before. People threatening to retire. And then, oh, wait, I was just kidding. But the, hey, the headlines made, you know, made their impact. So she was number 60 on the Billboard charts when her album came out this past week or two weeks ago. I mean, does she, I, I feel bad because she should be doing way better, but she's not retiring, Ed. Playa, please. Listen, we as we talk, as you mentioned, the new, and this isn't new because we've seen it a thousand times before. Just look at a couple weeks ago when Nicki Minaj quote-unquote retired and everybody went crazy. And everybody was writing all these stories about how she's retiring. And it was literally trending on Twitter that she was retiring. And then like three days later, she was like, my bad. And then she pops up on songs again. Come on now. This is a way to get your name out there and some publicity to get some steam behind your name when things aren't going too well for you musically. As I have discussed many times, and you can go to soulandstereo.com, check out the review. 
I thought her most recent album was fine. I thought the album before that that she apparently hates was fine. But we have to unfortunately kind of rattle the cages and get some controversy to get eyes our way. And what better way to get people to come to your concerts to say, hey, this is going to be my last one. Come on out or you'll never see me again. Of course you're going to go and run and get your ticket. It's a shame though. Come on, y'all. Yeah, and the thing with Fantasia is it doesn't matter if she continues putting out music or not. People are going to go to her show because she can actually sing. But Ed, hypothetically speaking, let's say she's retiring from R&B music because, you know, in the interview that I did with her, she said she didn't want to be labeled as just an R&B singer anymore. Let's let's just say, hypothetically, she goes the gospel route and moving forward just releases gospel music. Will she still be successful? I think she will. If she just goes gospel, I think she will, because that's a natural evolution for her sound. And and we know she has roots there and she definitely has an audience there. She went that that wouldn't be the worst thing ever because she's proven that she can thrive in that arena. Now, if she started doing something off the wall. Good luck to you. But I think she could do it if that's what she set her mind toward doing. Eh, gospel is such a niche genre. I mean, Kyle, name five gospel artists. Uh, Kim Burrell. Uh, what, was, what was the last Kurt, album she put out? Uh, Kurt, hold on, hold on. Ed, Ed will like this one. Uh, his twin, Kirk Franklin. Stop. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ed's new favorite gospel artist, Kanye West. Listen, don't get me. I, listen, I am wound <laughs> up. I am wound up about this dude today. I'll fuss about him later on. How dare right. you put him in the no. same <laughs> breath as Kurt Franklin? Well, then. <laughs> but yeah, you're probably right. It is a very niche market. Isn't Take Six also gospel, Ed? Yeah, they're gospel. How in the world did you think of Take Six? I, I don't <laughs> actually know. <laughs> I impressed myself, actually. Oh, my God. I guess. Tom, if Fantasia is to retire and we talk about legacies... And this is an artist that wasn't around in the 90s. She came in the 2000s. What would her legacy be if she retired? Uh, I don't mean to put this in any disrespectful way, but like she seems like someone, if she were to die tomorrow, they would all of a sudden be calling her a legend. However, if you look at her, if you, but if you look at her right in this moment, no one would call her a legend. I'd say she's one of the most solid artists of her generation, amazing vocalist, has put out good albums, made great songs. But no one's going to call her a legend. I mean, the American Idol thing really put her on the map. I I just think we... I mean, she's done a lot. I just think we expected maybe a bit more because of her talent. But I'm not upset at her career at all. Like I said, she's one of the most you know, successful of her generation and will be one of the most remembered. But not a legend to me. What do you think, Ed? No, and I agree with you. Unfortunately... I mean, if all three of us got shot today, they'd be calling Soul Back a legendary podcast. That's just how we move <laughs> in we 2019. Are. I mean, they yes. wouldn't be wrong, but my point is they caught up on it late. So give flowers while they were here. As much as I appreciate the talent that's behind Fantasia's voice, I think that if you remove the, oh, she's a legend foolishness, I think that her legacy is one that one of the more prominent stars to come out of American Idol will be remembered for having incredible live performances, especially on these reward shows, because that's kind of where she's made her bread and butter, even more so than memorable music. She's got a couple songs people remember, but I think she'll just be remembered as a talented vocalist who used to tear up them award shows and turn the heathens into church. But, hmm. yeah, if she went away, they would call her a legend, and I don't quite think there's time. There's time for that. But just being realistic, no, I wouldn't put that on my legend card just yet. Mm. You know what's crazy? I actually stumbled upon a list that someone had made. It was called like the top 20 alumni from American Idol. And every single list that I've come across has Jennifer Hudson ranked above Fantasia. And it's interesting because to the R&B community, I think all of us will agree that Fantasia should be higher. But to the mainstream media, Jennifer Hudson is well known and and well lo- and loved right it's all about perception and jennifer hudson has been in some 
very high profile roles as far as star power goes. And don't forget, doesn't she get did she get like a did she get an image? She got a Grammy, she got something like that. I think she may have gotten yeah. an image. But she's gotten she's very award winning. So when it comes to the actual awards and recognition and profile in mainstream media, yeah, definitely Jennifer Hudson would go before her. But if you're looking at actual R and B output, no Fantasia got her. Tom, I just remember when Jennifer Hudson's second album came out. I remember listening to it, and I really liked the first song. I think it was produced by uh, Rich Harrison. It's the one that J. Cole ended up sampling on, Crooked Smiles. But, man, the rest of that album, I hated it. Have you ever had Hmm. an album like that, where the first song is good and everything else is trash? Uh yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of an album like that that comes to mind. But yeah, I mean, but Jennifer Hudson is interesting for the fact that she's a she's a celebrity, but her music has seemed to always come up short. You know, it never we never got a classic album. She's an amazing vocalist. It's just I don't know. It's it's a weird. I almost feel like she never really put as much emphasis on her music career just because of her acting. She was so successful there, and she was a star off the bat. So that's an interesting career to look back on actually for me well you yeah. actually beat me to it i think that when you look back at it she went from american idol to like hollywood like so quick like she did drop an album but she like immediately started doing the dream girl stuff so that was what started paying her bills and that's what she decided to roll with so can't really hate on that but doesn't seem like r&b specifically was her main priority it was something she did in between time and she has some songs I like here and there, but really it's just been Hollywood is what her eyes have been on. And Kyle, when you talk about albums that start off with one good song and go right down the toilet, know what I think of? Oh, God. Sex, I'm listening. Love and Pain too. You know what, Ed? I was trying to throw an alley-oop to, uh, to Tom to finish it off, but he couldn't, he couldn't connect the dots, but you did. I'm proud hold, of you. Wait, hold, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> there, there's actually multiple good songs on that album. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh really? Uh, which that song? That song with Wale is amazing. Oh my God! Of course, the song with Wale is amazing. <laughs> There's two rappers the that cut. Yes, and there are two rappers that you like: Wale and Philly's Most Wanted. Other than that, <laughs> back off of this dude. Oh Jeez. please, Wale. <laughs> oh man. Well, before we get into the new music, such as Tank's new album, Elevation. Tom, we gotta ask, did you even listen to any new music recently? Uh, you guys caught me slipping. I've actually been oh, listening sorry. to Stevie Wonder nonstop for weeks now. You know, I just came to a point in life where I was like, why even bother with new music? Oh. Your your thoughts, Ed? Well, listen, there's a lot of people who have followed both Soul and Stereo, and I know, you know, I got Soul as well, who talk all the time about. Hey, I see you talking about these new artists, but at this point in my fandom, I'm just going to do me. And I'm just going to listen to the old stuff. And yeah, I think if that's what you like, just go with what you know. I only get annoyed when people say, oh, everything's out here is trash, and you have no perception of what trash is. Like, you can't not give it a chance and say it's terrible. But if only you prefer the classics, stick with the classics and make your soul happy. Don't be like your boy who has been suffering for the past two or three days. Because y'all making me review so much mediocrity. Because everybody's like, oh, hey, we got to hear what you're saying about this. And I suffer for three hours through a terrible release. Back to back to back. Be more like, this is the only time I'll ever say, be more like Tom. <laughs> you see, right? You see, while you were sitting there <clears throat> in the fetal position listening to weak, average R&B music, I was on Sunshine listening to Stevie Wonder happily skipping through the streets of New York City. It was a, it's been a good few weeks, Ed. Skipping through the streets of New York City like the Joker. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got a question. Because um, there's been so many Stevie Wonder covers. And I just saw a live performance of Donnell Jones and it was not very good. But when he dropped the Stevie Wonder cover, Knocks Me Off My Feet, pe- did people criticize that or was it Flames? Because it's Flames. No, I don't remember people criticizing. I think it was... Pretty. I don't. Of course, we didn't have social media where any old bozo can yell and scream about appropriation and blah blah blah. But I remember it being pretty well received. Now, intros cover "Ribbon in the Sky." Now, that was strongly embraced. 
that was everybody was on that. Donnell Jones joint, people liked it, but I don't remember people pushing back against it. You guys realize why they never no one does covers anymore like that? Um, I can. Who's gonna do it? Who can match <laughs> well, Stevie? Well, no, I don't mean Stevie, but like, how often do you ever hear anyone covering an artist from a previous generation? Like, you don't, you just don't hear covers being released as singles ever. Think about it. Oh no. Well, you do hear covers, but a lot of times it's like chopped up and remade, as Kanye did earlier this week with a gospel song, and ugh, I don't get on that. But most yeah. of the time, we don't have straight up covers like you're talking about, and I think it's because players just can't pull it off. You just pull a Summer Walker. Take the beat, throw the original artist on it, and be like, oh, this is a tribute, rather than trying to cover it yourself because you know you ain't measuring up. Well, I actually I, I thought of something differently, actually, because the interesting thing was that was Donnell's lead single, I believe, from his debut. It was. And it was, his first it was song. used. It was a different time. It was used to push the album. Because when you do a cover, you don't get publishing and, and writing credits. So basically, you're not making money off it. So. My thought is artists these days want all the money they can get. They're not going to release a cover. They're not thinking, mm-hmm. let me release a cover song to promote my project because I'm not going to get paid for it. So that that's, in my opinion, what's going on. Oh, I mean, you, you're not wrong. I'm sure that has something to do with it as well. Well, I think the last cover of, a, of, a, of an original song was Tank, wasn't it, with I Can't Make You Love Me? That's the last one that comes to mind. For a single. Yeah. For I a single, yeah. It. Yeah, I think that's. There might be another well, like, one, but that's. Remember, remember that Omarion joint he released the video. That was a video. He didn't put it oh, as a reasons? single. Oh, that's because Ed I'm blocked be- it from being a single. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was pretty good, man. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but <laughs> I want a fan, dog. Yeah. Hey, it was be- it was better than Taylor Swift's cover. Can we just leave it at that? Oh, end? oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. Let's not even go there. <laughs> Ouch! All right, let's focus here. Since Tom didn't listen to the new music, Tom, I guess you get the rights to just commentate however you feel like it. But Ed, let's start with you. Elevation by Tank. His album came out. The very anticipated project from the General, who spent most of last week redefining homosexuality. Um, but we'll get onto that later. Uh, how's the oh new album? God. Ugh, this album. Look, player, as you know, I've been sitting on this for a couple weeks, and I've been dying to tell the story of this album, and I couldn't because I had to wait until everybody else heard it. Unless, if I did, then people would be like, oh, here you go, being negative before I hear it, tainting my perceptions of it. Well, now that you've heard it, I can keep it real. Tank tried to do, he tried, as I said in my review, go to soulandstereo.com, I've got the whole review up. This is a part of... What happens when you try to serve two masters? He was like, okay, I'm going to do my trap stuff because that's what paid the bills because he had that one trap song that blew up. So now he's got to ride that way. So half the album is trap. And good Lord, it is the most asinine, repetitive. It's just what it is. It's just I hate that we can. There's not an opportunity to take trap and do something different with it. It's just the same old repetitive trap stuff you've ever heard. I mean, Kyle could have sung half these songs and it would have been the same effect. Then the second half, he tried to give us a little bit more traditional tank. So those of us who have been whining about his trap stuff, like, oh no, I've got some stuff for you on the second half of the album. The problem with the second half of the album is that while it's better, it still feels a little weak. Like it's not as strong and solid as the tank that we know. Put those two things together and it's oil and water. And if you're judging an album, as I do, as a complete package, I'm not judging an album as, oh, I'm going to take two or three songs off and create my own playlist. That's called creating a playlist. That is not an album review. So if you judge the package, it is very inconsistent. And if you want to drink a glass of oil and water, have fun. You're going to throw up. And that's what this album will make Hmm. you do. Kyle, um... I didn't listen to the album. I'll let you give your review because I know you did. But I am on Facebook, and I'm not going to name who wrote this or these people who wrote this, but they're some of our biggest supporters. Their comments were, okay, officially I can say the last album I enjoyed from Tank was Stronger. His new sound is definitely not my thing. It upsets me because he has a beautiful voice. He can sing live. Where's the passion for the music? I don't feel any connection to it. 
I think that pretty much sums up a lot of original Tanks fans' feelings. I'm just saying. Mm. And then you're actually on something. That second half of the album that's more traditional-sounding Tank, that's what's missing, the passion. He's singing to be singing. I think yeah. Luke James is on a song, and he just absolutely murders it because he's bringing passion to it. He's not going through the motions. doesn't matter if you can sing. Let me feel it. And he used to be able to do that, but he's more passionate about the trap. And spreading that so thin, it comes for a very, very weak package. I'm mm-hmm. glad whoever that is likes Stronger, because I ain't like that either. You were my star is a great song, isn't it, Tom? I love that song, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. We'll leave that album Kyle, alone, Ed. Kyle, yeah. you, you, Kyle you, you saw a lot of interviews with Tank in, in the media recently, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. So, well, we're here me, now. Let me give you my thoughts on the album first before I give you my thoughts on the media. <laughs> um, so, Ed, I'm, I'm with you. There's, it lacks passion. I felt like the last song, which was his wedding song, that one had passion. And I really hope it does. It did have passion because if your wedding song doesn't have passion, then that can't be good. But um, I listened to the album, and here are my takeaways from it. First and foremost, I didn't realize Dante, Dante, Dante was one person. I thought it was like three. Um, oh wow! On a, I did too. They're, yeah, they're featured on a song called "No Cap." What does that mean, Ed? Mm-hmm. No cap. No, ca- no cap is uh, how can I put this? Cap means basically to lie or to like. Come to somebody's defense. So no cap is like no lie, I guess. Kyle, it's kind of like usurp- the use urban dictionary. Yep. Kyle, don't ask us on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, you be careful. The- urban dictionary. No cap will mean like seventy-four different things, and half of them will get you in jail. <laughs> um, there was a record with JoJo that was like the most anticipated one. I thought that was just okay. It didn't really go anywhere. JoJo sounds great Mm-mm. on it, but didn't really go anywhere. I seen a lot of yassing on twitter but it was just all right to me and then ed the one song that really stood out to me and tom this is the song that you did listen to because i told you to this is the record with keith sweat ed oh look how we got to run to the king before we get some actual quality out of the album it was like 17 tracks in and we got to go to the throne of the king to get some heat so yes that was one of the better songs but again it was one of the better songs but not really because of tank like he's just there. Keith's chemistry with Candace Boyd almost was better than Tank. He was an actor thought on his own track. I'll tell you what though, Kyle made me listen to that song. I went from listening to Stevie Wonder, like I said, for three weeks. I was listening to <laughs> Overjoyed, literally, right before hearing this song. This sound mm-hmm. this song this song sounded like a block of wood to me. Like there was nothing to <laughs> it. So I couldn't I couldn't even get through it. I went back Play, to my Overjoyed. <laughs> Comparing it to Overjoy, yes, even I gotta defend you on that. <laughs> I'm just yeah, that that's not fair. Hey, you just caught me at the wrong time when you told me to listen to it. Then, all right, well I'll try again in like 2057 because <laughs> you'll be listening to Stevie for a while. Um, but my thoughts on the media outlets that interviewed Tank last week. Let me just say first and foremost. My interview with Tank is by far the best interview that uh, that Tank has done this year. Uh, I watched the Breakfast Club one, and I think I watched Hot 97s. And all of their interviews, I think at least 80 or 90% of it talked about his comments on, I think, Angela Yee's show. I think it was called Lip Service. Something about him redefining homosexuality. Um, I think I was just really dis- disappointed in those outlets. Because this guy had an album out, and people like Charlemagne didn't even realize it until Tank said, I have an album out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. I mean, we talked about this with um, your girl Nivea. It's the same thing. Do you want to promote your project, or do you just want FaceTime on these outlets and just slide in, oh, yeah, I got new music, because you just want FaceTime? That's what drives me absolutely crazy. You better come to Soul Back if you want to talk about that music. Though those other people, if you want to be embarrassed on social media and dragged by weirdos who won't even give you a follow after it. Come on now. Are you here for the music or are you here just for the jokes? Mm. Well, let me ask you guys this about Tank. Um, we've seen a couple of trap albums from now. He has a body of work that extends from 2000 and 
Force of Nature came out in 2001, was it? Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, 2001. Yeah, 2001 till 2019. That's an 18-year career. So I think it's safe to measure him and, and his legacy. Where do you think he'll stand in the future? Because this is a tough one for me. He's obviously seen more success than a lot of R&B acts today uh, that came from that same era. He, ne- he doesn't necessarily have the hits that the other acts do, like maybe a Case or a Donnell or an Avant. But where does Tank lie in this whole spectrum of R&B greatness? Hmm. Hmm. When it comes down to it, the reason why I think that his, his legacy will be probably higher than it should be, and I'm just going to keep it real, higher than it should be, is because he has a very fanatical, devoted fan base who are going to be willing to push him up. I don't care what I score an album. I always get at least 20 ladies who tell me that I'm going to lie to my face and in my comments and on my Twitter and everything else and how great he is and it doesn't matter if this was not as good as I wanted and I'm being too mean and blah, 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 blah. Because they are determined to just say, this is my guy, he looked good, and we are going to push him up. He is a great vocalist, but when we look at a body of work for a 20-year career, what we're talking about, what, we got like one great album, no question, maybe two or three good albums. I might even say two great albums. The early albums were good. Then maybe two or three okay albums, but for the past like 10 years... A whole lot of nothing. Now, he had one hit single, but a whole lot of forgotten stuff. I mentioned in my review that it's very telling that a album from 2007 called Sex, Love, and Pain, fans today can remember every track, every song, all the singles. But somebody tell me three songs of of the joint that came out yesterday. You can't. Tell me three songs (laughs) of the Savage album. You can't. Why is it that we remember the early stuff, but we can't remember the most recent? Because it's so disposable. The past 10 years have been very disposable. Hit or not, it's going to be very disposable. So Tank's career is going to be very up and he's going to be remembered for being a great vocalist, for looking good according to the ladies. But when we look at the overall body of work, mm, no flimsy to me. You can't give me two albums in 20 years. Something that's interesting about Tank, which we never even really have spoken about. Remember, he was on Blackground. And after his first two albums, his second album really didn't do that well commercially. I feel like a lot of artists wouldn't have gotten a a third album, which is, of course, where we got his best album, Sex, Love, and Pain. I feel like he might have been close. If he wasn't a songwriter and could have written his own songs, he might not have never had a chance to do a third album based on... I didn't really like the first two. So... I don't think those are that great of albums, personally. And uh, it's just interesting to me. It was a five-year gap. Who knows what happened? But that's, you know, Please Don't Go really changed his whole trajectory, obviously. Certainly. And, I mean, you know, I can agree with you if you're not feeling really the first one. I thought Force of Nature was great. And I liked the second one okay, too. But overall, that's a great point. If he didn't have that to fall back on, he could have been two albums and then gone and... We're like, oh, yeah, remember that dude, Tank? He had that Maybe I Deserve song. Oh, that was cool. We'd be bringing him up with the one-hit wonders and stuff. Yeah. So it's a a shame that we almost lost it, and it's also part of my absolute frustration because this is a dude who is so talented, who has all the tools, but he just does this kind of stuff because it worked one time. He's turned into a one-trick pony, so he's like, I'm going to ride this wave because it worked once, and maybe it's fun for him, but it's not going to be sustainable. I don't see any of this stuff lasting. Not when you go to the concerts and everybody's screaming for songs that you wrote 10 years ago. Nobody's screaming for nothing off of Savage. <laughs> well, I will say, to Tank's credit, what he has been able to do over the last couple of albums, and if you noticed on this one, he has songs with Sean Stockman, but then he also has a song with Chris Brown. So his range or his audience or his reach it's a lot wider than a regular R&B act. And I think he's been able to do that thanks to his transition to this trap sound. 
Yeah, and I'm not mad at a transition. And it's funny you mentioned that. Literally, while we are recording this episode, got a notification because someone by the name of Bishop, shout out Bishop, just made a comment on my tank review. And this is what he or she said, because I can't tell. Although it's not his best work, I think the album is dope. Considering the era we are in musically, you have to adapt if you want commercial success. While I long for a Tank album as soulful as Sex, Love, and Pain, I can appreciate his ability to go between traditional R&B and trap R&B. Again, I ain't mad at the evolution, but it still has to be a level of quality there. So being able to jump between a Sean Stockman and a Cousin Chris, that's great. But you can't make it repetitive. You can't make it forgettable. You can't make it something that you're going to listen to one time and throw away. And for these last two or three albums, it's stuff I'm going to listen to one time and throw away. Evolution is cool, but it has to be strong, solid, and lasting. That ain't what I'm getting from you, boy. Hmm. Well, that's Elevation for you. From us truly, go cop Tank's album if you're a supporter. Isn't he like giving away a thousand dollars, Tom, to anyone that buys the album? <laughs> oh my not god. Any, this is what not, we're starting <laughs> to to? It was a contest. I think he said send a receipt or something and I'll pick a person to win a thousand dollars cash app. I don't know. Good I mean, I guess it's that's good, he used to throw hey, that's money in promo. the crowd at his shows, so I mean Yo, that's, he's not that's good promo. Handing out. <laughs> I think Tank also gives away like Jordans to like people that like uh, buy his albums. That's good. That's a good promo, Tom. That's trash uh, promo. Hey, y'all! If you listen to my podcast, I'll pay you a thousand dollars. What? Okay. <laughs> Jeez. He's trying to make it work, Ed. Um, another yeah. album that came out, Tom. This is your your boy Gallant. He dropped his second album. Uh, really excited about this one. I know a lot of fans really like him. We we've always called him one of our favorite new acts, Ed. Does it live up to the hype? Mm, this one hurt my heart, y'all, because as you know, I'm a huge, huge Gallant fan. I remember a few years ago, I did a post, can't even remember it now, it was something like top 10 new vocalists, top 10 vocalists, best vocalists of the era, something. And he was up there. And I remember this was pretty much like right after he dropped his debut album. So he was out there, but he hadn't really caught a lot of steam in the mainstream yet. And I remember people, oh, who is this? I don't know who this is. I'm like, well, then that's a personal problem. You should know who this is, R&B expert on Twitter. But you don't, so you got to catch up. So I've long been at Gallant's Corner. And as you know, he spent the past, I don't know, two or three years just dropping some really great singles on us. But the album was just okay. And I was a little disappointed by it. It's not bad. Is strong overall. It's a very consistent project. But I really am a little disheartened because there were really no standouts. And I can say that he has spent the past couple years just building upon the foundation for this album by giving us these great Lucys, these great singles from EPs and some probably didn't make it on anything. But then there's nothing on the album that really measures up to kind of those teasers that we got. And like I said in my review, it's disappointing when the appetizers taste better than the main course. So what we got was okay, but what we got before was so much better. So judging as the package, it was all right. Shout out to my boy. I still love him, but this just wasn't as strong as his debut and not as strong as kind of those lead-up singles. Appetizer is better than the main course. Tom, are Popeye's biscuits better than the fried chicken? (laughs) I might have to go with yes on that one. Yeah, I think I might have to agree, player. Oof. Well, there you go. It looks like Glant's album is the Popeyes of R&B. <laughs> oh, my God. I, calm down. Can I just give you guys an example of why I gave up on listening to new music and just listen to Stevie Wonder for three weeks? Do it. I decided to step out of my comfort zone and listen to a new song that came out. I was like, wow, Luke James has a song oh, with Roe James and BJ Chicago Kid. This should be really good. Three great vocalists. We like their music. We're some of their biggest supporters. Man, did anyone hear this song? I heard it. I, I thought they were rap. Are they rapping? I mean, I don't even know what's going on. Here's the thing with that track. I'm sure, Kyle, you were going to get to this eventually. But this is a song I wasn't mad at in theory. Because like you said, Tom, going into it, hearing these three dudes together, I think it was going to be like 
What was the joint from um the Best Man soundtrack? Best Man I Could Be. I thought it was going to be some oh, legendary yeah. collabo joint like that. I was like, okay. They had the teaser like two days before. I'm like, okay, ready for this heat. But what we got was pretty much kind of a clubby, bouncy radio single thing. And it's not really something that I thought worked that well. But in theory, I get why they did it. You know, 112 put out anywhere, but... You know, there are times where you can try to go for that radio upbeat sound, but this just didn't really work. With all that talent that was in the room, it just didn't work. So I'm not mad at the at the thought, and but the execution just did not work for me. So I came away from that disappointed. It was a disappointing week. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I listened to it. I didn't. It wasn't for me. But Tom did make a comment about the song. He said it was so bad that it was good. Well, I mean, it was almost like they were out at the club together, you know, feeling themselves, and they were like, oh, let's go in the studio, and they just, like, started swagging out on the track, and that's what we got. That's like, exactly, it doesn't even feel, yep. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't I don't get it. All right. Yeah, so it feels very disjointed, like three dudes drunk, just kind of, like, <laughs> playing around in the studio. It's just, yeah. there's, for all that talent, it's just something did not work. There's no cohesion. Hmm. Well, we got a couple of more songs and albums to talk about here. I don't know who listened to this one yet, because, uh, Ed, your plate was full with all this music, and, Tom, you gave up. So, uh, But, <laughs> but uh, Ed, were there fireworks uh, going on in Alabama this weekend? Um, Fireworks for what? The release of Calvin Richardson's new album, Gold Dust. Oh, oh my God. What is up with you people in Calvin Richardson and Alabama? Anyway, I do not get that. Um, I Unfortunately, that was on my plate as well to review. But I just, a brother ran out of time. It's only so many hours in the day. The label, um, shout out to his label. They kind of hooked us up with an advanced copy. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. But then the brother just ran out of time because life is busy. Player, I'm a big deal. You know this, Tom. Kind of a big deal around here. So I didn't get around to it. So hopefully I can listen to that before next week's podcast and kind of give a review of that. I like Calvin. It's probably pretty solid, but I haven't heard anything about it. Hmm. Now, Tom, the album title is interesting. Gold Dust. Isn't that a wrestler? <laughs> that is a wrestler. That's also a, a Nivea album cover. Mrs. Gold Dust. <laughs> This is all making sense. That's all now. I know. <laughs> all right, we'll listen to Calvin next week, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you our review on it. Tom, uh, go back and listen to Stevie. You are banned from the rest of this. Listen, episode. I actually oh got. You know, I was looking up. I was reading Stevie Wonder's biography here because I'm in like immersive Stevie Wonder mode. Yo, he hasn't you really. Are. And he he hasn't had a hit in like over 20 years. You realize that, right? Yeah, the dude fell oh, off. Oh yeah, no question. <laughs> fell off. Oh fell my off. god, he, he's what? Fell off. <laughs> Can we say that? Can you imagine these days what people would say? If, if so, that's what they would say about him. Oh, the dude came and no. see. He's whack. <laughs> oh, he's trash. Yes, he like, came and see. I mean, player, you're joking, but you're not joking. Like for real. If he has a, he is from an era where, unfortunately, we respected artists more than we do now. Now these, it doesn't matter if you come back and you haven't dropped a hit in three years. You're whack. You fell off. It doesn't matter that you created some of the greatest songs in history of any genre. Oh, it don't slap. Your song don't <laughs> slap. Oh my God, you are you're absolutely right. I can't remember the last time Stevie had a hit. It was probably like when I was in third grade or something. What was the um? That I just called to say I love you. What was that? Like 84 or something? Was that his last hit? It's been a minute. But nobody yeah, hates on Stevie. That's well, interesting. T- Tom, if Stevie Wonder put out a song right now, would it even chart on Urban AC? Uh, yeah, I feel like it would, actually. Yeah, I mean... Mm. I, he, he, Urban AC, sure. You have to realize, like, he is at a level of, of legacy. Uh, he's won 25 Grammys. I mean... He yeah. has earned a level of respect that's way beyond, you know, the, the normal person. So, s- somehow, I well, feel like for, he was celebrated properly when most weren't. Well, let me right. ask you. I agree. Did Philip Bailey chart on Urban AC? Did Chaka Khan? I don't, I don't follow them on Urban AC, but do those songs actually hit the charts? No. Well, 
No, but also, no offense to either one of those. Stevie is Stevie. Stevie Chaka is not Stevie. Philip Bailey Solo is not Stevie. No offense to them because they're both absolute living legends, but they ain't Stevie. All right. Well, Stevie, we love you. <laughs> All yep. right. Uh, we, got, we got a couple more songs here. K. Michelle dropped her song Rain, which samples Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition. Ed? I mean, it sounds like every other K. Michelle song that ever K. Michelle. We were talking a little earlier in the Soul and Stereo Cypher. Um, go check that out on Facebook if you haven't been there. If you like talking hip-hop and R&B and apparently power the TV show, because good Lord, we talk about power there too. But we were discussing her career not long ago, whether she's overrated, underrated, properly rated, blah, blah, blah. And I made the comment, and Kyle, I know you agree. Every album just sounds the same. She's not bad. She's a pretty good singer. I like the direction and the sound and the tone of her music. But everything just sounds the same. And this is another record that's okay. Sounds like everything else that came out. Hmm. Um, and then along with that, JoJo has a new record, Compromise. Tom, Soulchild was going nuts over this song. And so was George Little John. I think JoJo is actually heading towards an R&B sound for this album does that make sense to you for jojo i mean that's what see i I never really listened to jojo that closely she was more of your era where did she start out at i mean she started out i would say in that r&b pop lane but that was just what pop music was at that time so she was able to go um both sides she covered swv on her debut album but she also had like the too little too late and the and the get outs, and that was a little more poppy, but she kind of walks that fine line. So it makes sense to me why she's doing it. Um, it's interesting that her label is supporting that, though, because R&B doesn't actually sell. Yeah. And, sure. Tom, you've been to a JoJo concert. She has a pretty big following, doesn't she? Yeah, she actually has a pretty solid fan base, even still to this day. So... It's interesting to see what they're doing, but JoJo is signed to Warner now, so it's a new record label situation, so who knows, maybe we'll hear some good R&B from her, of course the song with PJ Morton that she has out, it's one of our favorites of the year as well, so we shall see. Um, We've got a couple more here, Uh, Queen Nyjah dropped her new song, Good Morning Text. Ed, we haven't heard from Queen Nyjah, and what's going on with the momentum? I thought she was the next one. Yeah, she was kind of picking up momentum, and then she kind of fell off the face of the earth. I'm not really sure what's up. This song is pretty solid, though. Most of her stuff is surprisingly... I will admit, she was one of those artists that came out, and when the kids in my youth group are like, Oh, Miss Ed, we got to check them out. They're so dope. Nine times out of ten, they're hot garbage. But this was the one artist I was like, okay, I actually kind of like this stuff. So she has a she's done a great job of bridging the younger demographic, and us old heads as well. But I don't know what's happened recently. She's kind of lost momentum. So maybe this is an opportunity to pick up some steam. It's not a bad track. Yeah. Um, and then Tom. Tanache dropped a new song here. And it doesn't sound like any Tanache song I've ever heard before. Listen, Kyle. I don't want to talk about Tanache, But there is something important I do want to talk about before I forget. Our boy Rick from the group Min Condition is launching a solo album. No, I, 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 I'm appalled, guys. You won't believe this, right? He launched a GoFundMe campaign. That's not what I'm appalled about. So I posted it on our site that he launched a campaign to start a solo album. Do you know what the comments we got are? I'm like, he needs our help. Someone wrote, go find a job. Someone wrote, nope. And someone else wrote, he better talk to Stokely since Stokely's first album flopped. He's not oh, in a good shape what? himself. What is wrong with people, guys? Play it. You just now. What did we just talk about with Stevie? How there's an artist of that magnitude that's given us hit after hit that we should always have their reverence. And you say, oh, if they dropped in this era, people be like, oh, they fell off. Play it. Why are we so disrespectful? Look, we know the classics that straight classics, not Twitter classics, not that garbage y'all make up. Real classics, real great albums from this legendary group, one of the best groups. In my generation of R&B, period. Why are we going to diss this man because he wants to go find me to cut out with some music? If you don't want to contribute, don't say nothing. Why are you Why are you crapping on his opportunity here? I do not understand. And the thing is, player, 
So have these people up here running their mouths probably broken than him anyway. So stop being jealous. Where are your hits? It, it is interesting, the, t the timing of this, though, I will say, since we just talked about the moon condition situation recently. Right. So, I mean, it's, now there could be some, you know, there's smoke, there's fire. It could be something there. However, I ain't on that, man. He's giving us too many hits for me to be like, oh, how dare he ask for money to get his project off the ground. These terrible, y'all giving Kanye his money, and I guarantee you it would be better than that trash that was put upon me last Friday. Huh. <laughs> the I God. I don't know. Kyle, what do you think about this? I mean, we're over here eating Popeyes and McDonald's. This is mint condition, guys. Legendary group. You know how much money they made in their career? I mean, Tom. one way to look at it. Why does he need our help, Kyle? Tom, he probably listened to the Soul Back track. I mean, the Soulback podcast last week and realized that Mint Condition was no more, so he's like, I got to get back to work. Oh, <laughs> my God. Got, he probably got the news exclusively from us and said, crap, I got to go back to work. got to grind again. <laughs> like Latoya watching the Bills, Bills, Bills video and she wasn't in it? Oh, yeah, my oh. God. <laughs> um, now, let's go back to Tanaji here before Tom rudely interrupted me. Uh, she dropped a new <laughs> song that... Uh, kind of catered towards the lgbtq community i think i got the letters right there tom there's tom and ed there's a lucrative market isn't there oh there's definitely a market there i mean my check out my girl deborah cox she's been riding that for a minute i mean it's an audience you can you know there's no no shade at all but if there's an audience that you can speak toward and you can reach out to and especially if it's one that isn't being catered to man go get your go get your coins i'm not mad at it i haven't heard the song so I don't know how it caters or speaks to them directly, but like I said, my girl Deborah Cox has been making those dance music mixes for a decade and a half now and been getting paid, so follow the money. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, new music, Victoria Monet dropped the greatest music video of all time. Uh, <laughs> Tom, I think you'll actually like this record. It's, it's like a workout song, but she flipped it and turned it into an R&B song. Um. Yeah. So I think you'll like it, Tom. It's like, it's very musical too. Uh, play it. Listen to him stumble all over himself. Kyle is imagining the video. That's all I'm saying. Oh, jeez. What <laughs> do their you, parents Victoria. think when they see these when they see these videos, guys? I don't know. Tom, the message of the song is very positive. She's just saying, "I work out, so I look good. I, I work out to look good." You know how some people work out just to like eat more. She's working out because she wants to look good. Let her look good, Tom. Oh, and Kyle God. is doing all the looking, trust me. Uh, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom, something else we can look forward to here is uh, some more SRG news. They signed another act. Who did they sign this time, Tom? Brave Williams, which was a surprising signing. That's your girl, Kyle. We've interviewed her a few times. She yep, put out an EP yep. so far. Yeah. Uh Formerly of Rich Girl? Yeah. And Tom, then... Tom, yeah. Ed, wasn't she on um, Love and Love Hip Hop or R&B Divas or one of those shows? Well, she was on R&B Divas. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, but I did watch R&B Divas because I love me some Kiki Wyatt. So she was on... She didn't really... I don't remember her doing much of anything other than being like, I'm trying to put out a new album. I used to be a Rich Girl. So huh. good for her. Allow her to um, get out there and kind of get some shine she's an artist that just never i feel like never got that shot there's some people who get shots and just kind of fumble the ball um Tanache. but this is an opportunity for someone that i think has a little bit of star power and just needs that one shot so let her shine a little bit see what she got all right yeah also i forgot to announce to everyone that kiki white is pregnant again i think she has her 10th child tom uh, 10, yeah. That's crazy. I can't even imagine having more than one. And I'm not even the one delivering yeah. the freaking child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you remember how on the Ninja Turtles, Shredder used to have like all them foot soldiers and stuff? She just need to dress all of them up in purple. Because like, she got oh, her, armor, she got her oh. whole foot clan. Jeez. <sighs> Alright. Uh, are you guys ready for uh, the play of pleases? Oh, right. yes. 
Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do one play of please because this one's going to take like 30 minutes. And then we're going to get into the soul backtrack of the day. And then we'll do another play of please. And then we'll do another soul backtrack of the day. And then we'll finish it off with some smaller play of pleases. Can we do that? I guess so. What are you about to set this up for? Ed, Tom, I watched a Summer Walker performance last week on YouTube. And I was appalled. And I was disgusted. And it was like the biggest disgrace in the history of of R&B, and I am so mad at the readers and the Twitter people and, and, and the R&B fans in general for defending this performance, but basically I watched a Summer Walker performance. She was sitting on a stool with her arms crossed, and she was singing with like the bare minimum effort. She sounded okay, actually, but Tom, Ed, what happened to stage presence? You're allowed to just sit on a stool and cross your arms like you don't care, like you don't want to be there? That's unacceptable well, to me. Well, wait... Wait a minute, player. First of all, you got to give them some backstory because you got to give a reason why she's being defended. So tell us why Twitter is coming to their defense and has been yelling at me for about two days about this. I totally forgot about this until you brought it up. All right. So Summer Walker is actually it's well documented that uh, she suffers from like social anxiety. So she has like stage fright and she gets nervous when she's around a large group of people. Um, there's also like a, condi- a contingency of people that believe that that's actually fake, that she's just doing that for publicity, but we're not going to go there, Tom. Um, but yeah, so she <laughs> suffers from uh, social anxiety, which is why her performance was so whack. <laughs> I mean, why did she choose this line of work again? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, play. I'm going I'm to make a mad one more time and you know what to do. Go to ET Bowser on Twitter. Cuss me out because they've been cussing me out for two days. And I'm going to keep it real. This industry is not called sit on your computer in your mama basement and make wax songs over trap beats. That's what Lil Nas X and them do. This is called the entertainment business. And if I am paying you money to entertain me, that means you got to get your butt up off your seat. Without and uncross your arms and act like you want to be there. Now, I know because people have been yelling at me all, well, you don't know her story. I'm not judging her story. I'm not even saying, I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be sympathetic for something that is a legit mental illness. It is something that needs to be diagnosed and treated. That is very true. However, if you want to be an Olympic swimmer and you scared of water, why are you going to be a swimmer? I am tired of y'all giving out participation trophies just because you like people because they funny on Instagram or because they show their behind on Instagram. There has to be more. It has to be a level of standards that we got to appeal to y'all. Look at and everybody ain't got to be Janet, but I need you to put some sort of effort in your craft. Where is the artist development that we used to have? There was a time where there would be artists that would sit on the back burner forever. Because they had to get training in the media. And Lord knows we need social media training these days. You had to get media training. You had to get vocal training. You had to get training your stage presence. Like this was a, you didn't just put out a song that people like. But now we're in an era where as long as you got a following, we'll throw you on stage. If you get enough likes, Kyle, you too can have the level of Chris Brown. They will throw you on stage because it's all about your followers and not your talent. And it is very disgusting to me that we have artists who are out here grinding incredible vo- voices, incredible talents, incredible songwriters, incredible dancers and entertainers. They can't get a shot, but people who have a shot just sitting on the stage with their arms crossed because they are they feel like they shouldn't have to perform because they have some debilitating illness, whatever. If that's the case, get treated. But I will not make excuses for people who are just not good at their jobs. The end. Wow. So, I guess Ed is not a fan of participation trophies, but Tom, I gotta say this, because I am a diehard Ashanti fan. Remember in 2001, 2002 when she came out and everyone was hating on her performances? How come Summer Walker doesn't get hated on? How come everyone's like, oh, we should be nice to her. She's still new. Ashanti didn't get that treatment. Listen, Kyle, I'm going to make one comment on this matter, and then that's going to be it. I'm not going to bring this up again. 
But you know who's a great performer that never lets us down? Stevie Wonder. That is all. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, and Stevie can't even see. Exactly. He does it with no sight. Imagine that. He ain't seen... Look, he ain't seen nothing. If you seen them braids, you know he can't see. But he <laughs> sure on. can sing. Well, haters will probably say he can, he can't get anxiety because he can't see the large crowd in front of him. So there you go. He's cheating. He's cheating the system. Well, I know who's cheating the system is Summer Walker. I am tired. I am tired, player. Y'all not going to tell me that this garbage album she put out was good because I've been hearing that for three weeks. Now she's not even performing. And we tell her, oh, well, we got to be okay. Kyle's right. Ashanti got tore up, and she should have because them performances were awful. But now it's just like, oh, be nice to her because I like her. It just sounds like the old lady who lets the girl go in the choir stand and who can't sing. But we just applaud and say, yeah, baby, take your time. We love you, baby. <laughs> when everybody's sitting in the audience knows that girl can't sing and she need to sit down. It's okay. That's not your ministry. Go be a usher. Go, like, do something else. Summer Walker, go do something else. Because it ain't the making of albums. And it ain't singing, and it ain't performing. So why are we giving you some money? Hmm. Somebody tell Oof. me. Well, Ed, uh, on a semi-related topic, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Chance the Rapper and how he thanked Offset for making him a better husband and gentleman? Oh, God, don't remind me, but yes. I think we have to thank Offset one more time because Summer Walker and her producer-slash-boyfriend London on the track broke up 24 hours before her show and then he showed up on stage with i think flowers and gave it to summer walker while she was perform while she was performing that's very gentleman Claire, these no these people are so unimaginative not only do we take an old usher song and just sing over top of it and let usher come on we break up and do the exact thing cardi b and all said that did can y'all do something original jeez you can't even get back together without biting on somebody Oh, wow. Tough crowd here, guys. Very I'm tough. pissed off, player. This Summer Walker stuff is getting on my last nerve. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go with the soul backtrack of the day then. Uh, Tom, can we go with the song Nobody by Keith Sweat, but the Old Spice remix? Oh, no, Ed. Oh, my God. Oh, Ed, my. I guy. knew this was coming. Ed, I, I don't understand. Is he broke and he's desperate for cash or what? First of all, let's go back. And did you actually listen to the song? The song is Let That Man. Apparently, there's the other dude. I'm blanking on his name right now because Summer Walker's gotten in my brain and it don't work. So he is playing off of this other dude's football dude, last name Sweat. I'm blanking on it. But the song plays off of that parody. So the whole thing is Keith is saying, leave my man alone. You leave me alone. So y'all leave Keith alone. And let him get this bag. Let him get that bag. That's what Keith does best. Now, you know, Tom, if John B. made a song called What You Say Boo, and it's a diaper commercial, and it's like What You Say Doo-Doo, you would be all about it. And it was like, oh, it's brilliant. Look at this diaper tie-in. We're keeping R&B alive. So let Keith make that money and let What You Say Boo-Boo be something that John B can. That's a free one. John B can have that one. You can have it. He's w- coming out with some shoes. He can have this diaper endorsement too. I would like to go on record as saying this parody completely tarnishes the legacy of that song and makes it a joke. Now I can never listen to it again. Um, Tom, that legacy was already tarnished when people used the album cover for memes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was classic. You know, it was not classic. You too. all right let's focus here i've got another play of plays for us here um ed did you stay up all night to wait for that kanye west gospel album player you can be up all night in traction if you keep messing with me about this kanye album between him and summer walker i have been on 10 that album was terrible no i didn't stay up for but i know people who did how many times has kanye stiffed y'all and you keep waiting oh he said it is coming for real this time that album didn't come out till like lunchtime. And y'all stayed up all night looking crazy for a two-star album. Man, be blessed. Tom, I saw Twitter fans fighting with Ed on, on Twitter and uh, questioning why he's verified on Twitter. Really? That's interesting. Yes, they were 
They were that mad because I gave Kanye a poor review. They were like, who are you? How did you get that blue check? Because people with blue checks should never say anything bad about Kanye West. What? I can't First of all, you're Kanye's 13. Go back to school. He still has loyal fans after doing all this crazy stuff, saying he supports Trump, acting like a freaking weirdo, making all this music that's not even that good. How is he so highly regarded? That's, it's all, it goes back to, I mean, I don't want to bring him into it, but I will do it. It goes back to the R. Kelly thing. When people in 2019 say, oh, I don't understand why people didn't throw R. Kelly away in 1994. Because he made hits. Why people haven't thrown Kanye West away now? Because in 2004, he made hits. And in order to throw him away, that means to say that all that stuff that you used to love is tarnished. And nobody wants to do that. People are selfish. They want their memories left alone. So we'll defend this mongrel to defend our right to listen to his music rather than to say, you know what? He's kind of trash now. And there is no one... The only people who would say this Kanye album is any good is somebody who has never, ever, ever stepped in a black church in their life. Because if you've been to anybody's church today, as we're recording on Sunday, good Lord, the youth choir sing better than this mess. It was a wreck of an album. Hmm. Uh, well, the but good it's news Kanye, is- so it's a genius, apparently. <laughs> well, the good news is uh, someone tweeted out, this album is the second worst thing to happen to Jesus. Oh my god. And then Tom, excitingly enough, someone else tweeted, Hey, I don't know who Clips is, but he sure sounds like Pusha T. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I hate y'all so much. God bless the internet. Uh, The next soul backtrack of the day here, (laughs) if we can. Can we go with the TLC song, Diggin' on You, Tom? Oh, that's a great song. Yes, my favorite TLC song, in fact. Great, great, great song. Um, all right, let's go with... How many more Play of Pleases? We have so many, but I'm going to go with one here. Ed, I'm giving you a Play of Please. Oh. For what? Daniel Bamber will be very happy about this. So you know how you've been killing T-Pain on the Soback podcast for, oh, I don't know, the last four years? Yes, ever since it's been in existence. Well, I think your weird barbs or whatever your fan base is called has caught on. Not barbs, <laughs> yuck. T-Pain has the Bowsers, I guess. But T-Pain had to cancel his tour recently, and he kept it real with everyone. He said it's because of low ticket sales. Ed, what have you done to Teddy Payne? First of all, I think my fans should be called the Koopalings, like the dudes that used to be with um, oh, yes. Koopa on Mario 3. Because that's dope. Anyway... I thought it was hilarious because I'm petty. Because he's another one that's in the southern, the summer pain, not summer pain, summer walker category. Another person y'all love, and I do not see what y'all are seeing. I am not hearing what you're hearing. I never want to diminish somebody's bag. That's what Tom does when Keith out here trying to get that Old Spice money. I'm never going <laughs> to diminish your bag. But... Sounds like to me, T-Pain thought it was 2009 and he was selling out these big old arenas and don't nobody care. So he got bit in the butt. And good for him. He kept it real. He said that his his label, his staff wanted him to lie. And he came out and was like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I just didn't sell. And it makes sense. Because when's the last time that man has done a hit? And he has not been like Keith and some of these other artists who have and Joe who have continued to tour and that way they have maintained their fan base all this time, even without having the mega hits. He just fell off and just came back. No, nobody's really going to try to hear that fell in love with a stripper mess in 2019. <laughs> Get on. Go to a smaller venue. Stop thinking that you're Beyonce. And you'll be fine. Stop overselling yourself. He would have been okay. But props to him for keeping it real. Tom. Props to whoever my fan base is who put the brakes on it because it's hilarious. Tom, uh, as you know, Ray J dropped out of the Immature Throwback Tour. Would yes. T-Pain be a nice addition? Because I know they're struggling to get shows on, on on the bill. I think they have like 10 shows. They were aiming for 35. Replacing Ray J with T-Pain, number one, would that make sense? At number two, would it increase sales? 
I think we just proved that T-Pain can't even sell his own show, so who's buying it if he's part of that show? I don't think it's going to do anything. Would it make sense? Let's give your boy Sammy a shot, man. <laughs> Sammy keeps getting passed on. Poor guy. He actually Poor has fans. Uh, well, Ed, can we get a T-Pain we love you? No, never. All right, then. Has, has Ed ever done one of those? We need Ed to do one of those. Yeah, I can do one. All right, Keith, I love you. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's, there you go. That's classic. All right. Um, I think that's it for this week's Sobek podcast. Uh, Ed, what's going on with SoInStereo.com? Man, man, man. As you can tell from my breathless ranting today, we have had a, quite the weekend at Soul & Stereo. So go check out our reviews of Galant's new album, which I sort of liked but didn't love. Tank's new album that I didn't like and everybody wants me to die. And Kanye's new album, which I also hated. And people are probably going to throw holy water on my face when I walk out of my house. Because people are that furious. But, you know, you go to Soul and Stereo, not for hype, you go for the truth. So that's what I'm here for. Also, leading into November, it's that time of year. If you are a fan of Soul and Stereo for the past few years, I think this is like the eighth year we've done this now. It is leading up to the Blog Like Crazy Challenge. So what that is, is my wife... My lovely wife, who is the founder of cjanewright.com, which is this women's writing organization. If you want to write and you're a woman, go holler at her on Facebook or on the Internet. But she has a November writing challenge. So she challenges everyone across the Internet to publish at least one post per day for the month of November. And because I'm a supportive husband, I participate. So what that means is that every day in the month of November, you will get at least one new post on Soul and Stereo. Now, I don't know what that is because I'm going to do a whole lot of writing, but got some album reviews, got some ranking posts. I think we're doing Drew Hill next, so check that out. Might throw some Cisco in as a little bonus. Love letters, all that stuff y'all love and hate. Check out Soul and Stereo for the month of November. It'll be some new stuff every day. And there you go. And Ed, uh, I had a friend that said you should start a podcast on uh, the love letters. I actually have been, you are not the first person to mention that. We might have to start working in a love letters section because people love hearing other people's dirty laundry. Can Tom and I join that one? Oh, I bet. I can't. I have to have my boys there <laughs> because especially you, Kyle, you probably have some stuff that deserves love letters treatment. I'll do the play a please uh, part of it and all of my friends will get one. But anyways... <laughs> I'm telling you, this late, this late 20 stage, people need to get their stuff together. But Tom, what's going on with You Know I Got Soul? Uh, we got an album review coming out of Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions album. That's a Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just kidding. Listen, that's a five, look, five stars. That's an easy one. Yep. Facts. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're fired up, Kyle. Uh, we got to address this on the next podcast, why we're so fired up. We got we got haters out there. We got people coming for us, claiming. Well, we'll bring it up next podcast. Ed, we got to get you to fire some shots with us. Oh, totally I right. know where this is going. Just let me know, and I can be unleashed. I try to behave and play my role, but let me off the chain, player. Well, there's a new development too. I don't think Kyle told you about. People claim. Oh, okay, they, we'll save that for they, off the air. Yeah. All right. All right. I actually <laughs> have no idea what's going on, and I'm just going to keep it that way. But. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, I know what's going on. We're going to talk about it next week. But, guys, I think that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, Shouts to everyone for listening once again. And uh, go listen to all the new music. I'm talking to you, Tom. Well, no, <laughs> don't listen to Tank. Don't listen to Summer Walker. And don't listen to Kanye. Listen to anything else. All right. You can listen to uh, what, what's T-Pain's debut? Rapper turned singer? That's the song. Oh, that, no. That, don't listen. Oh, my God. No. Listen one? to Inner Visions. All right. Yeah, we'll listen. We'll listen to Stevie Wonder. All right, guys, we're out. <laughs> All right, All right. Peace. peace.